0: Hello, and welcome to Inconceivable, a scripted narrative podcast about two best friends navigating different fertility challenges and the ups and downs that come with it. I'm your host and creator, Amanda Recupido. While Inconceivable is loosely based on my own and others' experiences, note that it is a work of fiction. That's right, any and all embarrassing stories definitely did not happen to me. Totally fiction. On last week's episode... Amy and Mike got into a huge fight. And now, let's
1: visit Amy and Jessica, who are about to experience a rift of their own. Screw Shauna and her Pinterest pregnancy. You're on your own timeline. You're exactly where you need to be. I'm so nervous there's something wrong with me. I feel broken. You are not broken. And at least you'll know what you're up against. Just take it one step at a time. Thanks for letting me vent. I've been selfish lately. I don't even know what's going on with you. You're not missing anything. I'm happy to help. You're going through a difficult time. It's not selfish at all. Maybe I could come babysit. Give you and
2: Ben some kiddo-free time. Test my skills and see if I'm ready for this whole motherhood thing.
1: Of course, and you'll be reminded of how great it is to be child-free, how nice and quiet and clean your house is in comparison, how much money you're saving, how little of other people's bodily fluids you have to deal with on a regular basis.
2: Hey, you don't know my sex life. How's Jessica? Fine. How are you? Fine. Are we okay? We're fine. Everything's fine. I didn't mean to make you feel abandoned yesterday. I wasn't thinking clearly. I just, I know how much this has been affecting you. Clearly only me. I do want kids if you want them, but I don't want to put pressure on you either. I get that it's your body and you're dealing with more, and I'll I'll try to be better, but I need you to be patient with me, all right? And and I need you to tell me how you're feeling without chopping my head off. Fair. Can I hug you? I suppose. I love you, you know. Yeah, I love you too.
1: Do you want a sexy visit from a male nurse?
2: Oh, are we role playing? Also, that's pretty sexist to assume that nurses are, by default, women.
1: Mmm, I'll be your
2: candy stripper. My own personal magic mic.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> I went alone, to the second IUI in the middle of a busy work day. I kept my phone near the egg timer so I could catch up on email. As soon as I got home, I jumped on a conference call. I had become the jaded woman in
1: that initial waiting room. Oh, no. Oh, no, no. No, no, no. Shauna, I need a favor. Thanks for coming on such short notice. Of course.
0: Whatever you need.
1: I'll let you know once I'm at the doctors how long I expect to be. If you can't reach me, the neighbor's number's on the fridge. Do you want me to call Ben? No, not yet. Let me tell him. Are you sure you don't want me to find someone to go with you? I'll be fine. Thank you. Hi. I think I'm having a miscarriage.
2: The seven types of personalities I have tried on fertility forums. Everyone knows that if you want to be pregnant, you just have to try harder. When it wasn't immediately happening for me, I thought it was maybe because I wanted it too much or sometimes not enough. So I did what any rational person might do. I turned to the internet, specifically fertility forums. It was here that I tried out multiple personalities on unsuspecting posters, hoping that one of them would be the magic key to finally unlocking motherhood. Number one, avoidant. At first, I'd yet to have any testing done and could theoretically apply several possibilities described in the forums to my situation. I soon joined every sub-thread, hypothesizing the source of my barrenness, which only made me more overwhelmed and fearful of getting checked out. What was I so afraid of, you ask? Oh, just my legacy of DNA to leave on Earth after I die. (laughs) No big deal. Number two. Could have just Googled this. Everyone knows search engines are the filters of the patriarchy. Why have my fertility issues mansplained to me? When I can crowdsource the answer from my fellow desperate vagina empaths, I don't care if they don't have medical degrees. They have experience and an account on this forum. And I trust them with my life. Number three, a student. For most of my life, effort has always resulted in outcome. So facing infertility was particularly frustrating after seemingly doing everything in my power without results. Now, I'm so well-versed on the subject after spending hours online, I'm considering going into the field to share my wisdom with fellow Empty Womb sisters. The staff at the fertility clinic I frequent, however, doesn't seem to appreciate my newfound expertise after skimming three books written in the early 1990s from my local library. It's like they don't even care about my thoughts on using a diva cup as a DIY pregnancy hack. Number four, The Oversharer. I'm only sharing my sex schedule and a photo of a still-dripping ovulation test in this post for research purposes. Number 5. The Hippie Did you know that there's no such thing as infertility? It's just… your perception? That's why I stopped worrying and focused instead on eliminating all negative energy from my chakras. Now I take 40 supplements every morning and do acupuncture twice a week. I'm also focusing on my yoga practice because I'm intuiting that the universe is telling me my ability to bear children is rooted in mastering a full wheel pose. I don't eat dairy, gluten, sugar, or any produce that has traveled farther than 30 miles from my home. I'm also keeping a journal noting both shape and consistency of my bowel movements, just in case. I'm still not pregnant, but I feel better. Number six, the existentialist. After months of setbacks, it's difficult not to question the point of it all. Why take hormones when the earth is experiencing climate change? Why undergo IVF when there's more guns in the U.S. than people? Is forcing a new life into creation a selfish act? Is all of this effort worth it? Is existence worth it? Number seven, newly pregnant woman who wants you to know, if it can happen for me, it will happen for you. Everybody knows that once you get pregnant, you respectfully fade away into the ether and let the rest of us forum women continue to wallow in our collective anxiety. Yes, it's great to know that there are success stories. But when it's something so personal and unpredictable, they mean nothing until they happen to you. This personality is sadly not me yet. But trust me, I can't wait to be that smug bitch. (laughs) So in the meantime, shut up, Diane. No one cares about your stupid miracle
0: baby. She doesn't even go here. Stay tuned for our season one finale next week when all is revealed. We're very excited to share that we're doing a live event on Wednesday, August 3rd at 8pm Central Time on the Trident Network's Twitch. It'll be a Q&A with me, Amanda Recupito, as well as director Val Agnew, some cast members, We'll talk about what the reaction has been to this show as well as maybe a little tease of what might come in a season two, talk about what has happened with IVF and pregnancy since the Roe decision, and so much more. If you've got questions, please feel free to go to our Instagram at InconceivablePod and drop it there or join us live and ask away yourself. See you there. Thanks. Inconceivable is written by me, Amanda Recupido. Directed by Trident Network founder Val Agnew, with recording, editing, and music by Michael McNally. For a full cast list, check our show notes. Follow us on Inconceivable Pod on Instagram and follow me at Amanda Recupido on Instagram and Twitter. Inconceivable is part of the Trident Network. To learn more about our videos, live shows, and other podcasts, please visit thetridentnetwork.com.